Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Views on View. I am your host, Lindsay Wardell. With me today is Steve Edwards. Hello from cloudy Portland. It is cloudy. It is wet. It is confusing. And special guest today is Alex Grozov. Welcome, Alex. Hey, guys. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. Alex, would you mind introducing yourself so our uh, audience knows a bit about who you are? Yeah, I'm a front-end developer. Uh, I'm really, really passionate about anything view-related. I have an open-source project called Incline, which is a Vue.js UI library. I try to focus on three core aspects with it. Um, user interface, user experience, and developer experience. So I try to make something different. And this is what we are going to be talking about today. Perfect. Thank you. Hey, are you looking to join a team that gets to work on really cool projects, great technology stacks like React, Gatsby, Contentful, AWS, and tons more? Similar things for Vue and Angular. If you're looking to grow in your career, work with an inclusive team that cares about the culture, and be part of something that you can be passionate about, then you should apply to work at this.labs. They focus on giving back to the community and having their developers do things like write blog posts and be on podcasts to help them enrich their careers as well. They're currently looking for engineering managers, senior architects, and senior software developers in React, Vue, and Angular. So if you're interested, send an email to jobs at this.co. How did, how did you get into programming, Alex? What, what brought you to this point of being in front-end development for your career? Okay, so it all started out in high school when I was doing 3D models in 3D Studio Max. And I tried to find a way to showcase my renderings. And well, uh, that's how I got into building websites. I, I needed a portfolio website and I basically self-taught everything uh, so, so that I can have a, a pretty nice looking portfolio. At first, I didn't think much of it, but yeah, I got to, to like the website of programming. Having done programming in, in high school, I must say that my, my high, high school teacher uh, really inspired me to pick up this, this path in my, in my life. And well, the, the website of things is something I discovered for myself, and I simply uh, love the, the feedback you get when you, you create stuff in, in web programming. Nice. Have you, have you gone into the back end as well, or do you primarily stick with the front end? Uh, I have definitely went in the back end as well. I've tried uh, Python, Ruby, Node.js, and even Java at some point. But recently, I've only stuck with Node.js since that's my main area of, of expertise. And yeah, well, uh, just like doing everything in JavaScript. I, I completely relate. I, I tend to focus on JavaScript as well. I, I really enjoy having a single language that I have to think about instead of multiple paradigms, multiple languages. So that makes sense to me. Yeah, I have to say it really simplifies things. And well, the huge amount of frameworks and utility packages that you have in, in Node just makes it way simpler. Yeah. What brought you into Vue specifically? I know you were just referring to backend stuff, but in the front end, we've got React, we've got Vue. What led you to Vue for building your, your front end applications? Okay, so it all started out when I was building teams and plugins on TeamForest. Uh, 
So I used to be an Envato author for a few years. And while creating these themes and plugins, I, I was kind of looking into what framework to, to pick for myself because frameworks were just starting to pop up and they were uh, the, the hit right then. And well, I just decided to try them all out. So at first I, I tried AngularJS. It was pretty nice. And to, to be honest, uh, it brought the idea of directives to, to life so I could write my own component. Then I started writing React because it started picking up. Yeah, React was more programmer friendly, so to say. It's it's way more suited for someone who has a backend background because everything is program programmer oriented. So it's it's not so much UI oriented as as I would like. And then I started looking into Vue.js, which was kind of new, and nobody really knew a lot about it. And well, I found that it was fixing the problems that I had with AngularJS and fixing the problems that I had with React. And it was uh, way more suited for someone who was coming from a themes and plugins background, such as myself. Basically, Vue was kind of gluing the parts together that I was I was looking for. It had a good separation between the, your template, your script, and your uh, styles, and it had a very nice API to, for writing your components. Yeah, so I basically just stuck with it, and everything I did ever since was in Vue. Nice. And specifically, since as we get into Incline now, what so first off, I'd like to talk about what Incline is and then why why you created it. So I, you mentioned it a little bit of, at the beginning, but what what is Incline? So Incline was my way of giving back to the Vue.js community. Uh, it's basically, it started out as me trying to create a UI library for myself that I would write my themes for Team Forest in. And Eventually, I, I saw it growing into something much bigger, and I decided to rewrite it to have it open source and done correctly right from the start. And I, I, I did just wanted to have something that was my own at first. It grew into something much larger. I spent like one year on it until I decided to release it. and. Yeah, the, this UI library that, that I made, I, I tried to, to fix the problems that I found when using uh, other UI libraries. Because, um, yeah, so each developer has his own particularities and uh, each one wants to do things their way. Basically, that's, that's how frameworks appear. Uh, and yeah, I have my own way of doing things. And yeah, I kind of wanted to do things by the book and hopefully I've achieved that. Right. So, you know, it's typical in you see this in the open source world, whether it's JavaScript or, you know, other languages, uh, that, you know, there's a bunch of tools out there and then somebody finds one that does some slight something slightly different. So now you got more. I think there's a famous XKCD cartoon uh about this. So, you know, I've worked myself with Bootstrap View, with Beautify, the other ones, and I'm just sort of curious, you know, what it is that using your tool has with benefits over these. Is it that it's sort of like utensils, if you're familiar with that, that's really stripped down? Um, is it more tightly integrated with Vue? What, I mean, what is it that, uh, 
the benefit that a user would get from using Incline over something like those other tools that are out there. Okay, so Incline is heavily inspired by Bootstrap and Beautify and Element. Those are the three frameworks that I've tried out, for, the three UI libraries that I've tried out for, for Vue. And the, the problems that I found with those was, for some of them, it was an inconsistent API and maybe too many options that could have been solved in different ways. In, in Incline, I tried to have a unified API for both naming my components, my uh, props, and for basically everything inside the frameworks. Uh, I, I tried to create something that offers everything you would need right from the start. It has built-in utility functions for basically everything, any style that you could want to, to override. I created variables for each and every part of a component so that you could customize it easily and have it done uh, your way. And all of them are connected to some base variables. Um, yeah, basically what you have in, in Bootstrap, I kind of recreated and adapted to myself on an incline. One thing I didn't like about Bootstrap and Beautify was that they they didn't have a consistent naming scheme for modifier classes. So I found out this very neat way of naming your classes and basically a naming structure called RSCSS, a reasonable system for CSS naming. And it was an overly simplified uh, version of block element modifier. I, I wanted a framework that was using that because it suited my needs. It's much simpler, easier to read when you look at the source code. And there wasn't any other library that, that was using that. Next, I, I wanted it to have uh, built-in validations for validation for my forms. This is something that I saw solved using various ways, such as Vulidate or Vvalidate. Uh, they're, they're really nice. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I love the work that the guys have done there. I uh, just tried to get my own vision into the things that it does. So my, my validation version is basically kind of like Angular's reactive forms, which lets you define a schema beforehand and binds everything inside the, the form that you have using that schema. And last but not least, I, I really wanted to have a data table that was based on some principles I saw in, a, in an article from UX Collective, which is called Design Better Data Tables. So basically what, what drove me to, to write Incline was putting my own vision into it. So I, I tried to uh, put everything that I, I learned during these years into one UI library. I really like how you implemented the um, RSCSS. As I was looking through your documentation, I, I was able to follow. In, in some places, you were, you were referring to the specific CSS classes that you could use. And I, I personally am, am a Tailwind user. But I was able to follow this, and it made perfect sense to me. And I really like how you implemented that in your framework. It it felt really good. I'm curious if you, if you looked into oh, go ahead. 
into Tailwind. Sorry for interrupting you. No, I've ahead. looked into Tailwind. I love the work that uh, the guys have done there. It's really awesome to have a utility-first CSS framework. So it's it's great. And in most use cases, it's what you need. But sometimes you would need to, to have your own components that actually are built in inside your UI library. So while you could do the same using Tailwind, I would say it's much easier for starting off a new project if you would have everything uh, built in. And that makes sense. And uh, I've definitely done that as well, using a full tool, either Bootstrap, Beautify, Bulma. And mm -hmm. I, I, see, I see both. I see the value in both. I think for a lot of my personal work, I, I go to Tailwind to, to have that simplicity, like you were saying. But for larger applications or something that needs a more structured setup between developers, even something like Incline or, or one of the other frameworks makes a lot of sense. I'd like to talk a little bit about those three points you mentioned at the beginning, how Incline focuses on UI, UX, and DX. And we, you, you talked on it a bit here about what's different with your with Incline compared to Vutify or Bootstrap or Element. But I'd really like to highlight this, that this is, I, I felt like these were the, the three principles that drove Incline's development. Is that correct? Yeah, that, that's correct. So the three principles that I picked were not by chance. So there's something that I value very much when I'm writing code. So it's the user interface, the user experience, and the development experience. So most people, they, they focus on just having a good user interface and a good user experience. But what drives development further is a good developer experience. So you can have a ready-made website, which is released to the public, and it can be amazing. But if your developers struggle in order to continue writing code on that application, then you're going nowhere. You're just investing a lot of money into time that could have been spent to a much bigger purpose. So it's it's really important that the person writing the application is happy with the code that he, he or she is writing. So I, I would say that uh, it's just as important to have a good developer experience as it is to have a good user experience because th those two go hand in hand. So if the developer is not happy when writing code, then you will most likely not have a, a happy output, so to say. So starting off with the user interface, it's it's really important to, to have a good looking website. So this, this can be achieved basically in so many ways. You have everything starting from a good image or a good design or a good video or whatever you want to have on your website. Uh, that's that's perfect for for eye candy, so to say. But the the real issue comes in tying all of this into a good user experience. So in order to have a good user experience when using a UI library, it will most likely need to have a tied in accessibility and and well micro interaction features so it's something that some people overlook but uh, it 
needs to be addressed um, just as serious as it is with the user interface. In, in Incline, I, I try to reflect the states that the elements have inside the accessibility area tags. So uh, whenever you set a button to disabled, for example, it will turn area disabled to true. And not only that, but you also have all, all of the states reflected directly inside the design of the, of the element. And last but not least, as I said, developer experience. That's that's something I, I achieved using unified API for all of my components. So basically, it's all about thinking out how, how you're going to uh, name your props, how you're going to design the interactions with your components, such as how are you going to allow the user to actually customize this component? I mean, of course, you, you could create a button that accepts a text prop, but what if the user wants a, an icon? You will have to provide a, a slot for them in order to, to be able to provide an icon with a text. So you need to think uh, everything through and think about how much you want the customizability to, to go. So it's it's not as easy as just creating a component and adding lots of lots of props or lots of slots or or whatever you you'd also need to think out how they interact with the component and how they actually affect the look and feel of the component yeah and i don't know if you guys know this but uh last year actually yeah it was 2 years ago <laughs> since uh, we're 21 now so in October in 2019, Incline got selected for open source awards for the developer experience category. So I, I think I've done a pretty good job there. And I would say it's really important that this does not get overlooked by anyone who's writing code for other people that it should be used by others. Yeah, I feel the, the developer experience is in many ways, one of the harder things to write with any application, because not only do you need to give the developer the flexibility to do what they want, but you also have to give them restrictions and give them give them structure to achieve what they want. And that's that's a difficult balance, I feel, in many cases. Yeah, it is very difficult to achieve that. And they also need to have the same feeling on everything they use inside the uh, UI library. So once you get used to writing code with the uh, UI library, you need to know that an element supports something just by how you use the other elements. So you would expect it to have that. And this this is something also that's very important. So you, you get this muscle memory that uh, you just expect things to be there. And that's something that contributes to development experience a lot. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I remember working my tail off to become a senior developer. I read every book I could get my hands on. I went to any conference I could and watched the videos about the things that I thought I needed to learn. And eventually, I got that senior developer job. And then I realized that the rest of my career looked just like where I was now. I mean, where was the rush I got from learning? What was I supposed to do to keep growing? And then I found it. I got the chance to mentor some developers. I started a podcast and helped many more developers. I did screencasts and helped even more developers. I kind of became a dev hero. 
And now I want to help you become one too. And if you're looking forward to something more than doing the same thing at a different job three years from now, then join the Dev Heroes Accelerator. I'll walk you through the process of building and growing a following and finding people that you can uniquely help as you build the next stage of your career. You can learn more at devheroesaccelerator.com. I, I've recently been spending time looking in the Ruby community, and that's that's kind of the same take they have where what you expect should just be the thing that works. Yeah, exactly. That's really cool. wanted to ask, what, what are you looking to do going forward with Incline? Uh, obviously, like you said, in 2019, you were, you were nominated for the Open Source Award, and I've seen development going on since then, which is, I believe, how I found Incline. But what, what are your plans going forward? What, what do you see as the, the roadmap? So the, the roadmap right now, I've been kind of waiting for a few months until the, the Vue tree transition stabilized a bit. So what I was hoping for was a, a release of uh, Nuxt tree. So I'm, I'm really a fan of Nuxt here and it's, it's a huge uh, help in writing everyday applications. And well, since uh, this has not happened yet, I kind of just went ahead and started writing Incline Three. So, <laughs> with what I had, so the, the since Vue Three has been out for a while now, I've started rewriting the components that I have in Vue Three. I'm also using Vite as a development environment, uh, but I'm still using Vue Three CLI for building the UI library. Uh, currently, there's there's been quite some progress on how version 3 of Inkline is going to be shaped like. Just today, I've released a, a new draft pull request so that everyone in the community can give feedback and and check out what where the development is going. My, my plans going forward would be to, to have Inkline be even more customizable and perhaps more components. And yeah, there, there's quite a, a backlog of feature requests from, from the community. What I've, I'm trying to achieve with this rewrite in Incline 3 is not to change what I already have, but to improve everything. So I'm trying this SAS and CSS variables hybrid that I've experimented a lot with recently and that's mainly because i want uh, to allow uh, developers to actually interact with javascript in order to change the look and feel of the website so i've had this scenario in my mind where i was actually building a website builder so in order to be able to build a website builder and get the feedback directly uh, whenever you change something for, uh, and on the screen, you would have to interact with your variables directly. And you cannot do that by recompiling every time you, you, you change something. So this this might have multiple use cases, but I think it's going to, to be a huge improvement in the end. Also, I've, I'm trying to improve on the data table component that I currently have in Incline and the, the validation framework. Starting with the data table, it's currently in a very good place. It offers most of the features that you would need for 
an enterprise project. And I think that's that's great for something that's that's free and available directly to use and inside the UI library you might be using already. So what I'm trying to do is take it a step further and actually have it as have everything inside of it be customizable. So you would actually have an enterprise ready data table for for all your needs, which is written natively in Vue and not using any third party plugin. And regarding the validation framework, I, I want to extract that, that as a separate package that you would be able to use inside of any UI library you might be using with just by extending your already existing uh, input component. So basically, yeah, lots of improvements, lots of refactoring and lots of rewrites, but I would say it's it's worth it. Nice. I, I am excited to see those changes. I'm curious, since you mentioned you were rewriting for Vue 3, and I, I've unfortunately not been able to use Vue 3 professionally yet. I've just been reading things and doing minor examples. How much work is it to to rewrite something like Incline into Vue 3? So the, the components themselves, they are not so hard to rewrite because so Vue 3 basically supports both the old API for writing components and the new composition API through the, the setup part of the components. What I actually prefer doing is, is writing the new composition API for very simple components that uh, don't really require me to to have lots of data reactivity and for components that are actually very large and required to be split into parts. I haven't really gotten to, to the part where I'm, I'm splitting up some, something as huge as a, a data table, but so far it's it's been quite useful for components that require mouse movement, for example. Basically, what I'm trying to do is uh, to, to have a hybrid of Vue, Vue 3 style of writing things and Vue, Vue 2 style where, yeah, where, I, where I don't need the extra functionalities that it offers. But the, the plugin API, so to say, where you actually integrate the plugin with Vue 3, that's, that's the main part that has changed. But yeah, once again, it's not a huge change. Okay. Yeah, I was curious on that. And it, it makes sense that you would mix and match using the new composition API with the options API. I think that's one of the, the nice things about how the Vue team approached the new composition API, where you don't need to convert everything over but it's there for when that is an improvement. Yeah, exactly. And something that I really liked was the, the ability to mark certain fields inside your template as raw fields, for example. Uh, I would be able to actually write my documentation using examples directly from my uh, application playground, so to say. I would be able to write HTML directly in separate files, and then I would import it and mark it as raw so that I would display directly in inside the, uh, the page. This is going to help me tremendously when I actually write the documentation for it because I'll be able to maintain the examples directly inside of the UI library instead of the docs. That's good, yeah, I like that. 
one other question. This isn't related to the framework itself, but I'm on the homepage of Incline. And for everyone listening, you should go and look at this because the graphics are really nice for the logo. Uh, I was curious, did you make that yourself? Yeah, I did. I did. Very nice job. I do have some some design background. I, I love drawing and painting and everything art related. So I, I like to fiddle around with Photoshop and Illustrator from time to time and make something like this. Yeah, it, it turned out really great. So very good job. Uh, I especially appreciate it in the dark mode. Uh, that's where I'm looking at it right now. Thank you. Steve, do you have any questions that you'd like to ask? Sorry, I got to hit that unmute button. <laughs> None that I can think of off the top of my head. It, it, you know, having played around with a few of these and being heavily involved in one using Bootstrap View at the moment, it'd be interesting to get in and play with this and, and to see how easy it is it is to use. My, I know that you know my sore spot with, say, Bootstrap View versus Beautify. Ones I've used is is documentation or lack thereof sometimes. So. It, it looks like uh, pretty good because you have both HTML and JS and the JS, which isn't always documented. Both aren't always documented at, at times. So that would be my only thing is just getting familiar and, and playing around with it before I can really give too much more of an informed opinion. Yeah, so you saying this is exactly what I'm trying to solve through the thing I mentioned earlier. So by writing the documentation inside the UI library together with the examples, I would be able to give a, give way more examples inside the documentation and way easier to maintain. This basically would eliminate the need for something such as storybook in the middle. So it, it makes things much easier to, to maintain and give more to the, the end user. Well, great. Thank you. I do have one last question. If Let's say there's some new developer or an experienced developer, but somebody who's writing their new set of UI components. And they were to ask you for, for one piece of advice in getting started with a project like that. What, what would you say? What, what, is, what is your one thing that is the most important when creating a new UI framework? So the, the thing that helped me most is using the framework as I write it. So as as soon as you have some codes, try to integrate it inside a real application. This saves you from many errors and issues that you can uh, run into as, as you develop. Basically, you would make sure that you already have the integration with the real world application, but you also see the, the issues that you have uh, when using your own framework. So just use it as you go. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you so much for coming onto the show. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. And you guys are awesome for doing this every week. So I really appreciate you guys. We are, we are happy to do it. Hey, folks, if you love this podcast and would like to support the show, or if you wish you could listen without the sponsorship messages, then you're in luck. We're setting up new premium podcast feeds where you can get all of the episodes released after Christmas 2020 without the ads. Signing up will help us pay for editing and production, and you can go sign up at devchat.tv slash premium. At this point, we will move into picks. Picks are the part of the show where we share things that we, we like and we enjoy with the community. It doesn't have to be tech-related, doesn't have to be programming-related, just something that we want to share. 
And we'll start with Steve. Do you have a pick for us today, Steve? Believe it or not, I actually have two picks today, doubling my normal pleasure. So I recently saw a movie that's a Christopher Nolan movie. It's called Tenet. And I was invited to see it by a friend of mine who's a real big fan of Christopher Nolan. I'm not normally a huge movie person, uh, but I went and watched it. And it is, I still haven't got my head around it. Tenet is uh, one word in the five words that's part of what's called the Sator Square, S-A-T-O-R. And uh, the, the premise of the movie is uh, that basically it has to do with time travel and creating inverted time inverted uh, objects and traveling back and forth in time and it's crazy you really have to see it to watch it and if i was to even come close to understanding i need to see it again and i've heard that from anybody else that's seen it too so interesting movie it's fun watch but uh, certainly don't go ahead and don't go into it expecting just to be able to understand it all right away unless you're really good with time travel understanding time travel Second is a blog post, and it comes from a psychiatrist out of LA named Dr. Mark McDonald. Got quite the extensive resume, worked in LA and New York, worked with kids for years. And it details uh, what it's about is the what he calls the mass delusional psychosis because of the way that we have responded to COVID-19, not necessarily from COVID itself, but the but the, our response and how it's based on fear. Like anything along these lines, it's, I'm sure it's controversial and people agree or disagree. I read it and I tend to see mirrored in it very real reactions, especially from, from our state and Oregon and how it's been run. So anyway, I'll put the link in the show notes. Awesome, thank you. Alex, do you have a pick for us today? Yeah, so while I was talking about uh, user experience. I mentioned an article regarding data tables. I think it would be an interesting read for everyone. It's from the UX Collective uh, called How to Design Better Data Tables. And it basically shows a list of, a huge list of features that enterprise data tables should have. Yeah, so anyone working as a front-end developer might have run into data tables at some point. So I would say that's a good read for knowing how to handle them in the future. So I'll post my link there. Awesome, thank you. My pick today is one many of you are probably familiar with. Uh, it is leveluptutorials.com by Scott Talinsky. I subscribed to him a couple of years ago at this point, and I, I really enjoy all of his tutorials. And his latest as of recording focuses on ESM and Snowpack. Uh, he's also done a tutorial on Dino. So he's he's branching out from React and Vue and kind of the standard things into some more cutting edge technologies. And I, I really like his deep dives into things like that. So if you haven't checked it out before, that's at leveluptutorials.com. I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes for that as well. Great. Alex, where can people find you if they want to continue this conversation or just reach out to you about Incline? Yeah, they can find me on Twitter, either on my Incline account or at Alex Grozov. Excellent. We'll make sure those links get into the show notes as well. And once again, Alex, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been great. Thank you. Happy to be here. And hope you all enjoyed this episode. You can find us at viewsonview.com or at devchat.tv. We're also on Twitter at ViewsOnView. 
You can find me on Twitter at Lindsay K. Wardell. You can find Steve at Wonder95. Hope you have a good day and we'll see you next week. Adios. Bye, everyone. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y.com to learn more.